What's up? Hey, man, not much. What's going on with you? Number 11, Dave. I know. I can't believe it. We've stuck with it. Double digits. <laughs> I can't believe we've done something this long in our life. I was mean, like, I think that that's a wrap. We, then you know what? It was a good run. You want to talk about commitment issues? Not here, baby. Not here. <laughs> I think Joe Rogan has like episode 1800 and something. And some of those episodes are like three hours long. We, I actually am always amazed at how long our episodes are. And I, I, it don't, it's like we have this idea of where it's going to be, and then it's always way longer. And I don't think it ever, we ever mean for it to be long. It just kind of happens like that. And I actually, I think that's fun because, uh, you know, it obviously means we're having a good time. Time just goes by, and all of a sudden, you know, 30 minutes have gone by with our guests to whoever we're talking to. For me, it's a lot of fun because, you know, we've been sitting at home for a long time now. So, this is our connection to the outside world. It's almost like they should come up with a phrase that describes if you're having a good time, time goes by faster. Right. So, what is it? Let's make one up. Let's make up a phrase. <laughs> time. Time. No, nah, I don't know, man. It's too. Yeah. Give me, give me a few days. I'll figure That's it out. That's why there isn't one. That's, That's why, why there isn't one because it's it's that difficult. We should do a contest. Hey, I think we're hey. due for a contest. Let's put <laughs> one together. <laughs> Every show is a contest. Contest. Who can do this the most? It's just because uh, we like. By the way, Dave, people to win. Check this out. Oh, I love it. Um. Killcliff was nice to just send us. Uh, f- I got four trucks packed full of Killcliff. How many trucks? I have did you a get? ton too. I have a ton of them. <laughs> uh, but there's a million flavors. I, I literally asked for like a sampler, and I got so many flavors. I've tried quite a few. I, uh, you know, I've been hitting the hitting the bag, right? The fight camp bag. So I've kind of incorporated the Killcliff into my uh, pre or post routine, depending on you know which, uh, you know, just when I'm cracking a cracking a bevy but uh tried the ch- <laughs> some kind of cherry bo- or lime cherry grenade or something that's pretty good yeah that's right this you know what they should have they should have like literally instead of popping the thing they should have like a pin you pull and then you when are they going to make cans that actually are oh, like already the they have two two pins for shotgunning when are they going to make cans that you can actually just like you don't need a some kind of device to uh, is this brilliant or what Oh my God, Dave! That's cut this how from, do, do we need to cut this from the live episode from the episode so that we can then patent it? It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. We've we it's it's we've already it's proven that we came up with it because that is an amazing idea. idea. You have something in the bottom, and you just it's just another one of those like you know those the pineapple cans. Yeah, you know that they've juice. They have the little yep. thing you it's pull, a smaller one, just like that yep. on the bottom, and you just pull it, and then shotgun. Holy crap, it's actually got like a little like lips around it. Where it's got to be one motion, dude. You got to be able to crack the top, and in that motion, something pops the other one at the same time so that you can just go. That's a great idea. I think uh, Killcliff should do it. Uh, and we'll take 50%. That sounds fair. That is, that's, you know what? We're nice guys. By the way, Dave, I haven't actually tried this yet, so I'm going to crack it live on the air. Ooh. I love it. I love it. I have tried that one actually, uh, because I knew you had that one. So it was the first one I tried so that me and you could discuss. But, uh, this is tasty blood orange. They originally had tasty blood, but it didn't sell well. That's true. So this is amazing. This is delicious. Yeah. That's um, a good one. Yeah. No, there's no calories. It's 15 calories. So you don't have to worry about it. That's the thing. Everyone's worried about like, well, how many calories is that? None. They don't yeah, even ask so us to do this kind of stuff, but we literally are like, we can, it's a commercial right now for this product. That's how good it is. <laughs> we are not being paid to do this. That's good stuff. I'm going to start getting jacked up. We got some taurine in there, some B12. Nice. Caffeine. Some taurine. I love it. <laughs> oh, That's shoot. So you know, I did well, the other day, I watched Red Dawn. Yeah, you sent a message to the band chat, and Dean was like, should I be embarrassed that I don't know what this is? <laughs> I know. Well, there's the Dean counter. Got to get the Dean counter up. Uh, yeah, I text you guys the, avenge me! Yeah. Avenge me! It's such a, like, a, I don't know, just watching them cry. It's like, I don't want you to cry ever again for me. Don't you cry. And they're like, well, they remade that movie, right? Did you watch the remake? 
No. Or do you swear off remakes? You don't even you won't even watch them. <laughs> no, because that's I'd be a hypocrite because I I'm so excited for the new Dune to come out. So oh, yeah. I'll watch the redo of of Red Dawn. I think no. I saw it. It's just Red Dawn had like Patrick Swayze, Charlie Sheen. Uh, is the other chick from Dirty Dancing was in it, and there was the chick from Caroline in the City. There's so many people in that movie, and they're all like teenagers <laughs> in high school. They took out a bunch of Rus- Russians. It was uh, yeah, the cast of uh, was Pony Boy, uh, <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, that's a great movie too. Tom Cruise, the outsiders, the greasers, yeah, the outsiders the greasers and the socs. We read that book in uh, yeah. In school, and then I watched the movie, and like the movie's way better. Hello, uh, Karate Kid is in this. <laughs> yeah, immediately. <yeah. laughs> movies are not normally better than the books, right? It's not supposed to be that way. The books are supposed to be better. And actually, if you read the book, if you've read the book, then you could never admit that the movie was better because you have to say that the book was better because you read it, and you have to be able to tell people that you read it. The only way to do that is by saying, "Well, I read it before I watched the movie, so yeah, the book is better." That's like people that have Pelotons or Jeeps. <laughs> Back to the Jeeps. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you got to make sure you, people know you've read the book. It's like, well, you know, I, when I read the book twice. Um, <laughs> and when I finished it the second time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. What are some other books you read in school? It was like uh, Pig Farm. Was it Pig Farm? No. Animal Farm. <laughs> Pig Farm. Big farm, Animal Farm. That was pretty good. It wasn't all the animals talked or something. What was the chrysalis um, or something like that? Uh, that sounds familiar. Chrysalids. Something. Yeah, well, what was the big? Uh, mate, what was the big one with the piggies got the conch? Oh, oh, right, right. Lord of, course, of the Flies. Uh, Lord of the Flies. Yeah. What a nasty book. Like, and I and we watched the movie. It was like in black and white. All these kids get stranded on an island, and then they go nuts and they kill each other. And it was. It's so I interesting because. You start like dissecting it, and then it was at that age I started to really take offense at like my friends' comments because I was like, "Wait a minute, why did you say that?" You know, before I was like, "Who cares?" And then all of a sudden, you're in English class dissecting every comment Piggy says about the conch, and then you realize, you know what? Kids are cruel, and now my friends, when they say these things, they actually mean really mean things. That's right. So you know, I kind of wish I just lived in the dark, <laughs> or you kind of wish you like. Wanted to roll a huge rock on into your friend's head? <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> I would never admit that on camera. Well, when I read the book, that's what had happened. Piggy got smushed by a rock. That's a messed up book. Like kids get murdered and stuff by other kids. Really, if you look yeah, back, well, that's, like, uh, the teachers are like, <laughs> fun read, <laughs> huh, told kids? You. Right. Told you you needed us. Yeah. So I read the news this morning. And everyone revealed their uh, Olympic wear. Oh, cool. Have you seen Canada's? No. <laughs> it's, uh, we'll pop it up on the screen. But it's, uh, it's a jean jacket. <laughs> you're, you're kidding. No, it's a, a jean jacket. It's real? For real? It's not a joke. It's a jean jacket. They wanted to, the- I, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, the Canadian tuxedo. It's the Canadian tuxedo. They did a play on it, so it's a jean. It's a jean jacket. Levi's is doing it, uh, and they it's got a bunch of graffiti on it. And honestly, I like it. Looks it's pretty much what I've been doing on stage the last <laughs> quite a few years. Wearing I wear a jean jacket with a bunch of graffiti on it. So you're I welcome, dig it. Team Canada. Team Canada, you're welcome. I will take fifty percent of all. <laughs> That's the standard sales. deal. Fifty percent is the standard yeah. deal for uh, all the jean jackets. Uh, yeah, it's uh, check it out. But yeah, everybody revealed and saw. You know, everyone's got like the, the nice kind of K-way things. They do have different ones. Like they ha- they have different ones for this like closing ceremonies and opening. They have different colors. Well, I tell. I, I love it. I, said this, I, think it's awesome. I said this a few years ago. Like uh, I don't I don't root for my country of birth origin i i root for whichever country uses one of our songs as the <laughs> pr- promotional asset so that's right you, baby countries know we our allegiance can be bought use one we, of our uh, songs we'll it was a sacrifice and bob sledding team yeah sacrifice was used the america u.s summer olympic team yeah you sacrifice 
I'm pretty sure Sacrifice was the theme song for the U.S. Olympic team, period. And that's why they won. Overall medal count. So you're welcome. We'd like to take credit for that. Remember we did that uh, uh, Super Bowl party for one of the teams? I don't remember. Yeah, it was in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. And then they won the Super Bowl and we're like, you're welcome. And then that's we right. did another one. We did like a preseason. We did... We did a preseason yeah. one, and they went on to win the Super Bowl. And we're like, we're like batting a thousand here. If you get us involved in your organization, you are guaranteed at this point to win a Super Bowl. We will back that up, one hundred percent. You heard it here first. Even if you we need to get on the field, even if we need to get on the field yeah. and score those touchdowns ourselves, we will. You can sue us if it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new thing. It's just going to the extremes, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. How come they have to bat a thousand? How come it's not batting a hundred? Well, I don't know. It's like a one and then a dot and then three zeros. I don't, it's not because you have to get. It's, it's you're batting one. Yeah, batting yeah because one. it's because they want to have like it's so so you know you know exactly. Yeah. I'm batting three fifty two. Right, right, right. Exactly. You know, it's point three five two. So you're like you're, <laughs> you're hitting through. I'm batting three fifty four. So obviously, yeah, I'm way better. Yeah, you got, you got, uh, yeah. You're like, yeah, you, you have drafted. one more hit over a course of 300 at-bats. Which Fine, is about uh, two weeks in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good Governor stuff. Quadruple header today. How can you guys play so many games? We get a lot of emails lately, Dave, from uh, fans of the shows for guests uh, suggestions. Oh, cool. A lot of the guest suggestions are fans, oddly enough. They're like, you should have me on the show. And we're like, oh. okay. So, I mean, it's not necessarily a bad idea. It'd be cool. We did have that fan winner that we did last week. That's right. Um, it's interesting. I like that kind of thing. Yeah, it's great to talk to fans. So maybe we'll have to do another one of those. But uh, some kid, I'll have to find out what his name was. He talk, He, We'll have to go into it in, in, when we get more time. But he wanted us to talk more about our guitars. Ah. Tunings. Ah get into that i'm like oh yeah we could go off for hours i got a guitar about, right like, here i got my firebird right here and it's tuned to some weird sound garden tuning c c c g c c d i think it's like d a d a or something something weird like that i got i don't know but uh yeah that'd be fun to do we could get into that that, that would be uh i mean there's no reason we shouldn't we both play guitar for the band so i mean it's kind of a I mean, it makes a lot of sense, actually. Who who was that? Let's get him on the team. Yeah, he's our new team. producer. <laughs> oh, I went over to, uh, I don't know if I talked about this before, I went over to uh, Howard's studio and they did a, a pedal off. Did I tell you this? Where we yeah, put pedals against think, each other. Yeah, you might have told me some of this. And we had, um, this Mike Planikoff was there and some friends and Mark Van Gool who is a tech there. He also is uh, techs for, I think it's tech for Bon Jovi. I think he's Phil X's tech right now, Mark Van Gool. He's and he's a super, amazing. yeah, super wizard. So we did like a pedal off. That was so much fun. But it turns out he took uh, one of the clone pedals and uh, did some, put some, soldered some thing, dip switches in there or something. And it's just, it's amazing. I don't know how he does that shit, but he should be selling them. And I'll take 50% <laughs> for promoting it. Yeah, well, you know, you just, certain people have like this insane interest in stuff and how things work and like they have to take it apart. I, I'm the opposite. I'm like, I like living in the dark, you know, I just don't, I don't want to know how everything works. And the more I start to understand, I don't know, the sort of the less satisfied I am with my level of knowledge. So I just like, I, I like being in the dark. Yeah, there is a t kind of a, a sadness to to revealing the 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 wizard behind the curtain kind of thing i guess the, right there is a sadness to being like your whole life you grew up like watching shows and seeing like hearing things and if you and then once you find out like how they made that noise or that sound or how, you know getting on stage every day and you're like yeah it kind of wears off it's still there's still definitely a magic in performing every night but yeah you're right there's once you like take everything apart there's nothing left to take apart you're like oh yeah yeah hmm. i get it that's how i that mean it's either that like... or, or pure laziness 
I literally did it. I mean, I gave my kids a bath and, you know, one of my son jammed something down the drain. And so I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm going to have to take that apart, figure it out. And here I am anticipating some kind of like three hour plumbing job. No, it's like it's one screwdriver. You take it apart. It's like it took two seconds for me to do it. I'm like, oh, that's how that works. It's not hard at all, actually. It's it's really easy. My best friend, uh, Pete Leger, is a plumber. I think he tried to convince me that his job was really hard way back in the day. And I'm like, I started to realize, no, it's, you lied. It's pretty uh, easy. Is there you saying? I peeled you back the plumb? curtain and yeah. Yeah. I peeled back the curtain with a, with a flathead screwdriver and there was nothing back there except a, just a hole. Didn't you so, work I mean, with him for a little bit and hold the ladder or something like that? Well, I've worked with a, a bunch of my buddies, uh, you know, over the years, just even during the time of life of our band, because, you know, we would go home during these off periods, off cycle periods. And I really felt, it always felt weird to me to just go home and just like, what, wake up and yeah, grab do your nothing. guitar. And do, yeah, do nothing. Like you'd, you have no schedule. And all, I mean, meanwhile, life is going on. You're at home, but everyone's going to work and doing stuff and they still have their lives that they do. And so I would just like ask buddies, like, "Hey, do you need somebody to help at your work this week or for a couple of weeks?" And I did some gross jobs, but you know what? The the beauty of it was that it was like a great reminder of like how amazing what what we get to do is. And like I would work with my buddy Stu, and we were like insulating pipes in parking garages, and I mean coming home with that fiberglass in my arm hair follicles. It was a nightmare. Oh. It was a nightmare. But you know what? I did it. I committed to it, and I'd go every day and hang out with them. And you know, I, I really enjoyed the fact that I was getting up and doing something and feeling productive with my time. And I, I always loved doing that. Yeah, go go do some plumbing or go do some kind of just work. You know, it always feels good. Labor. It sounds like you uh, you should have your own TV show, like like with dirty jobs. Dirty jobs. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that already happened. Wasn't that guy on a plane, one of our planes or something like that? Joe sat next to him on a flight or something like that. Did he? Just their jobs. Sounds familiar. He's got a good voice, a real recognizable, soothing sound. Yeah. We see like some serious random people at airports. I uh, was on a plane with the drill sergeant from, uh, you know, the most famous drill sergeant of all time. But uh, yeah, he was in uh, Gomer Pyle. Yeah, yeah, full metal jacket. I, I was on a plane. Steers and queers. You don't look he's like pa- a steer to me. He's passed away, I think. Uh, yeah. Since then, it was. But yeah, you you travel and you just it's amazing how many people you run into or see at the airports. It's weird you said that because I just was reading on this thing that I, it's probably been happening for a long time, but the, the, it's it's kind of trending now. Is this thing called? Is it called false valor, fake valor? Oh, okay. Have you heard about this? Not people, really. It's people that dress up in full military uh, garb, and then they just, they're not in it at all. So they go to airports and full fatigues. And people walk around saying, thanking them for their service. Yeah, That's really and, they're, and they just went and bought it at the surplus store. And then, they, and then, of course, these people that are in the military, they go around with a camera, and then they call these people out, like in airports. They're like, are you, uh, what are you in? Let me see your military ID. And they're like, oh, oh I don't have it on me. This is, this is called false valor. That's that's gross. It's disgusting. Though. I mean, it is gross. It really it's totally gross. <laughs> man, oh man, that's yeah. uh, that's messed up stuff. You got, and yeah. it, most likely, these people have been maybe tried to get in the military and uh, couldn't get in or something, or they just have a, a fascination with it. But yeah, that, I I wouldn't go so far. I, I mean, maybe because I know they get on the plane first, right? If you're in the airport, it's like right. active duty uh, military can now board. I look around. There's every flight. There's someone all dressed up. Guy's just in fatigues, just so he can board the plane early. It's messed up. That is messed up. Yeah, it's weird. The military is one of those things where we've played a few shows where we've gone. You know, we've gone to Japan to play for the American military, and it's it's like it's the in most insane like moment of pride because they are like the most humble, like appreciative. Thank you guys for coming here, and we're like, what? Don't yeah, thank us. For yeah. coming here, thank you for coming here. Yeah, yeah, there, it's uh, it's it's definitely the opposite. You should not be going around pretending to be uh, to be military. Yeah, <laughs> we've not. met we've met some a lot of uh, 
uh, people in the military that, uh, yeah, just fantastic and so grateful that we're there. And yeah, our response is like, no, 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 no. Thank you. Yeah, Japan I remember was one meeting. of the best, man. We had like the yeah. best time in Japan. A few times we've gone there. The one time we went, uh, me, you, and Dean, we went and got the, uh, uh, some Airbnb. I found an Airbnb with four bedrooms and three oh, of us Tokyo. crew guys went to Tokyo and it was, yep. it was like the best. It was the best. That was great. That's when we found out that the, uh, the internet you could put in your pocket and then we just, yeah, we just walk the, around with it. The portable Wi-Fi. That was the, that was the secret to the whole thing. We all had Wi-Fi all day. Just with one of us had to carry this Wi-Fi. It had to be within like 30 feet of you. Any story we went into. Where's Dave? My wife? I'm losing Wi-Fi on my phone. <laughs> How many days did it take us to get the hot water working, though, in that place? That was the real trick. Hey, man, we lived. We lived in, we lived in Tokyo. But that was, yeah, we, we kind of would do that, tongue. right? You guys literally ate some kind of a tongue. Yeah, yeah we ate I tongue because she came. Because we, you know, you go to Japan and people are like, oh, man, sushi. No, no. There is sushi there, but that's not what they eat. They eat meat on stick. They eat yeah, meat yeah. on a stick. And we went. We were starving. We got there. We were not in the touristy part. We were like off no. the beaten path. We were in the suburbs somewhere. We yeah. took a train. It was pretty. I couldn't believe how quiet it was. It's cr- mm-hmm. insanely creepy how quiet it is. It's, it's like insulated. I always like, I tell people that it's like the the insulation in the air over there is different because it's just like noise canceling. You could, yeah, be, you could be like 100 feet away from a five-lane highway, and you can't hear it. And you're like, what? yeah. what's going on over there? It's how weird. Can, how come I can't hear all those cars? Very quiet, very peaceful. Yeah, we went into some some restaurant. We sat down. And by the way, like, uh, you know, a lot of these places you go, people don't speak English. They're, no one speaks English in, in Japan. You don't just go up and be like, hi, hi there. Uh, where? Which yeah. way to the Starbucks? No. There's no so English we on the there. menus. Yeah. <laughs> and so we were like trying to communicate with the waitress and we're like, so what is this? She's like, ah. Yeah. And we're like, oh, it's tongue. <laughs> okay, I'll eat it. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was some big times. Yeah, we've done some military shows. I do remember we played a show. I think it was Three Doors Down. I can't remember what the place was called. Um, some outdoor cement amphitheater thing. And, uh, the guy was, a guy was there performing. He was in a, a Metallica cover band and he was, I think, I don't want to, I, I don't think it was a Navy SEAL, but I think he was in like uh, special forces or something. Right. And he came up to me and he, in the, a lot of these guys are higher ranking. They have coins and they give you, they'll give you a challenge coins, coin or whatever they challenge call Challenge coin or something like that. Yeah. So got, you can get them from generals. And stuff like that. And this guy gave me a backstage, gave me this coin, which is like a big, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a big deal to get one of these things. You'd be very appreciative. And he told me that, uh, anytime they went on mission, uh, on a mission, they would crank hate my life on the, before they went on the mission or in the helicopter or whatever like that. Man. And I was like, okay, that's, it's, hey, that's, that's, that's crazy. Right. You don't even think about the perspective of other people listening to your music. You're like, wow, yes, it's, uh, because we listen to music too, but uh, you know, it's not as exciting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That gives me goosebumps thinking about that. Picturing yeah. a chopper going in. I, yeah, awesome. But yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Now, uh, other than that, man, uh, I got my. I'm all vaxxed up. That's right. You got Johnson and Johnson, I think. Right? Did you get the Johnson and Johnson? Yeah, everyone's making fun of it now. It's like if you always see these memes of like. Pfizer and Moderna, these two like bodybuilders, and the Johnson Johnson <laughs> is like the Tiger King's boyfriend, <laughs> teeth missing. I'm like, yeah, oh man, I love oh. it. Yeah, I got, I got my first shot. I got my Pfizer first shot of Pfizer. I'm telling you, they here in Chattanooga, it was like the most picturesque, serene experience getting my vaccine. It was at a nature park, so I pulled in, and it's like you're driving through these literally. The ti- you're at the Tiger driving. King. I'm driving through no car, no other cars. And then I finally pull up. I see another car, you know, three ahead of me or something like that. ID check. Just keep driving through the woods. I mean, it was so calming and serene. And then I get to the one spot and there's like a, I don't know, a state trooper holding a needle. I'm like, oh man, the state trooper is going to give me my shot. But honestly, give me your arm. I don't care. Let's see your the arm. state trooper can give me the shot. And uh, <laughs> he, he told me that some nice lady was going to come and she gave me the shot. And 
I, I mean, I it was so amazing just to be a, a, in nature, drive through, get the shot. I, she's like, go pull up there. You got to wait 20 minutes. I think I waited maybe 12 minutes. It was self-policed. But I mean, if something's going to happen to you, I think it's going to happen that first couple of minutes, you know. So I was good after 12 minutes on my way. And what, because um, I, I try to connect the chip in my arm to my iPhone, but I found Johnson Johnson, the chip only works with Android. Ooh, yeah, no, my uh, Pfizer chip Some... gave me super speed oh, yeah. and super intelligence. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Ah, uh, let's, uh, you want to bring on our guest? Let's bring our guest. We should. You ready? I'm just yes. going to do a little intro here. Our guest today is a singer-songwriter who has a brand new album that's coming out April 23rd. Or this is like pretty much right now. Uh, including songs King and Lola. The album is called Created from Filth and Dust. Please welcome Lilith Czar. Hello, Dave, Tyler, what's up? How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Uh, amazing. Good, you know? I was just listening to your uh, your vaccine story. Oh, made me laugh. I, I'm, I'm hoping that I gain some sort of superpowers when I get mine. That would just we be... We always joke that... We always joke that we have superpowers on tour and our superpowers are actually the opposite, right? There, like Joe, our drummer, his superpower is that he can't get his food order right. So we have <laughs> these kind of goofy superpowers. Uh, they joke that I'm Acid Man because of how I can destroy my guitar strings. Like in Soundcheck, they ha my guitar tech has to restring my guitar afterwards because I don't oh, know what's that's going on. I'm toxic. I'm toxic. Yeah. It's not my fault. Acid fingers. Now that's I'm what they hoping should call for you. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm hoping for some new superpowers thanks to my super vaccine, but we'll see. Hopefully they're a lot less expensive than acid fingers. As, well, you know, uh, that's why I've, the only endorsement I had to go out and find was a string endorsement. I, I, I was like, listen, I can't be paying for strings. Let's get a guitar string endorsement going and then we're, we're fine. Dave, you're going to have Got to start it. paying for these strings because uh, we're sending you a box a day. Your guitar tech is like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah. What would your uh, what would your superpower be? Do you have any like superpower that like something that just sucks? Like mine is uh, technology for some reason. Like I can't unlock my phone or like something doesn't work. And then someone else in the bank comes over like, oh, it works fine. I don't know. What's your problem? I'm like, I don't know. My superpower. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of technology either. I think my anti super superpower um would be I have like no concept of time. So constantly don't know what day it is, late for things, um can't can't like if I have a bunch of things to do, I I don't know how to compartmentalize everything and, and make sure it's done. Yeah, time management. So, yeah. um, that's actually have, good it's, for it's rock like and one, roll. Well, yeah. for touring yeah. and, and rock and roll, I mean, that seems to kind of actually, you know, we've always found everything runs like a well oiled machine on tour. It, you know, when they say sound checks at this time, it is when. Well, yeah, your tour time, manager, your tour manager's there to kick your ass and be like, where are you? Get on the bus, get in, get in the venue. Get but then your... when I hear Axl Rose is still got to be helicoptered in and their show hasn't started for two hours. And the, I'm like, man, that's pretty rock and roll. I got to tell yeah, you that. Well, that's a <laughs> I would never up, pull yeah. that off. I would no, never. no, I could. No, no, no. I'm not. That, I'm not to that degree. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not so bad at time that I'm like completely irresponsible and a big piece of shit. <laughs> it's just like little things. It's like, like yogi, hey, 30,000 people at the show. I'm going to make them yeah. wait a few hours no, here yeah, before I chop her in. Silly things like, hey, can you post out that you have a meet and greet um, at noon and I do it at 1230? Dumb things like that, where it's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> right. Like, oh, yep. yeah. I forgot. <laughs> That's not too bad. It's, yeah. We, either, yeah. we would do our, we would say that uh, our meeting was at noon and we'd be there at 1130 and be like, well, let's go. It's Where's everybody? We're just dorks. We're such losers. We're the audience. <laughs> we go to the radio stations and they're like, wow, I think you guys are the first band that ever has shown up early. You we're guys like, have yeah. like a full, like you have your calendar and you're like, we're here. We're, we're, waiting. we're standing outside the bus when the rep shows up and they're like, whoa, oh, hey. And we're all standing there with our guitars. Let's go play acoustic. <laughs> the In the snow. <laughs> yeah. Wearing like your logo t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, That's wearing our, our own shirts. <laughs> a bunch of losers. 
You do uh, a lot of touring, obviously not right now, but you uh, do a lot of touring. Yeah. Yeah. I've been touring for 15 ish years. I mean, I've been touring since I was like, my first tour was when I was 16. So. So this is probably the longest period of time you've taken off from playing live shows or what? Because oh, yeah. for me, like we started touring in 2002 and, and, you know, it's like the music machine makes sure you don't take off too much time. Right. But all of a sudden the music machine is broken and we're all like in this limbo of like 13 months of not playing any shows. And I'm, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. We're doing a podcast. Well, yeah, I, well, Great way to fill your time. Love your podcast. I'm very happy to be here, by the way. I did not We're say so that. We're so glad beginning. you're here. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for being on for sure. Oh, absolutely. When uh when we we share man we share a management team. Um and when they brought this uh, opportunity to me, I was I jumped right on board. So love your guys' band, love this podcast. So I just want to say that thank cool. you. Wow, um, you got but, it. What? No, you go on. You finish your thought because we were, okay. we're. I'm gonna. Well, I'm just saying that, like, not touring for the last, like, almost now, you know, yeah, 13 months or or so, has been really depressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like you know, first of all, you 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 get out of that like that momentum and that routine of being on the road and having your your instrument finely tuned and you know, doing what, you know, you feel you were put on this earth to do. It's just like, it's not doing, when you have a purpose in life or when you have something that like fulfills you and you're not allowed to do it, it's soul sucking, you know? I know exactly what you're saying is that, this is what I tell people, is that I have this job that sort of in a really obvious way, shows me my value. I have this group of people that come and see what we do. People tell me that they love our song. You know, so instant value to what I feel I do. And all of a sudden, when I go home, I still get this value. I got a couple of young kids. They really need me to do be there and do stuff. But it's like in this different way. I, I miss like feeling valued by these people that really love our music. We started doing these yeah. little meet and greets, uh, virtual meet and greets, and I, it was like an eye opener for me where I, I really realized I missed that connection with people that uh, sort of have this appreciation for what we are trying to do with our with our music. And it's, it's tough. It's tough to go from having that and seeing that to just like losing that completely. And it was like off the edge of a cliff and it was just gone. We flew home March 1st after our only yeah. tour in support of our last record. Oh my God. And then that was it. Yeah. But in the same sense, it's like, um, you know, in 2020 to go along with what you're saying about that, like connection and that validation and that like feeling you get when people, um, love what you're doing. It's kind of like, okay, well, how I shouldn't have to have that to be happy. Right. You know, I shouldn't have to have that to feel fulfilled and like, that I feel like last year, really, for a, for a lot of people, for most of us, you had to you had to be alone with yourself and like really look at look at yourself and look at your your you know what makes you happy, what you want to change, what you don't like about yourself, and like that's kind of not kind of that's the, that was the biggest catalyst to this trans this name change and artist transformation for me was, you know, realizing what had changed in me, what was different, what was stronger, what I wanted to make better. And it's like, you know, that's kind of what missing being on stage and missing being on the road was what propelled me into this transformation. It was like, okay. I needed this to, to fill that void. Yeah. yeah, you're forced to face it almost. You kind of, you're, you're in a position where I, I love touring because it feels like you're, you're on the run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from oh, what, absolutely. From whatever. Yeah. What, what are you on the run from? The law. Yeah. I don't care. I'm on the run, man. Well, yeah, no, you're, you're totally, you're like, you don't have to think about cleaning your kitchen. You don't have to think about, you know, getting gas or going to run errands the house responsibility just, you shed the responsibility of life and you just get the, to be a kid 
It's a yeah. dichot- it's yeah. a dichotomous life. I try to explain to people that don't do what we do. They, it's two, it's two completely different lives. Uh, like you're almost like you're two separate people. Yeah, it's like absolutely. the weirdest thing. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, being on stage is uh, is is like therapy. So when we don't have that at home, immediately we have this void. It's like you said, and then it's like I need to fill this void with I don't know. Oh my god, what do I do? Oh. And then you actually come up with, because it's cathartic, right? Being on tour and being on the stage. So then there needs to be something that replaces that. But that's actually, yeah. like you said, that's where some, you come up with a lot of amazing things. Like you said, your transformation came from being in this moment where maybe when you were on tour, you wouldn't have had this because you would have been so busy. Distra- distracted. Distracted. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I awesome. mean, I, that's uh that that was definitely the silver lining of 2020 was being able to um pause and like you know really like as cheesy as it sounds but like self-reflect and you know take a break from this really fast world that we're living in now so how how do your fans (sighs) respond sort of to this change because i mean i think for them, it's fairly new that uh, they're kind of finding out there's a new there's a new look, there's a new name, there's a, a, a new sound. I've listened to two new songs, and man, I cannot get Lola out of my head. I just, I don't know what it is, but it's, I listened to it driving to pick up my son from school yesterday, and it's literally been in my head nonstop since. So I, I really am a fan of that song. So well, I like this stuff. What are your fans? I'm how are your fans blushing. accepting like transformation? Because we consider ourselves a band that's been evolving and you're constantly evolving. And sometimes there's pushback. So are you experiencing yeah. any pushback? Um, I mean, I would say that I'm experiencing more support and positivity than any um like as Juliet Sims, I actually received more pushback and more um online bullying and hate than, than Lilith has received. So I take that as a really good sign. I think, um, you know, when I started writing and recording this album two and a half, three years ago, I set out to make a record that would transform me as an artist, whether that, that being the, the sound, um, the aesthetic, the look of it, the feel of it, the tone, all of it. I, 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 I went into it knowing Juliet Sims had never established her um, identity as an artist and like her own aesthetic. And so very synchronistically, this all came together. You know, then it, it, it was done out of order. You know, I made the album and I was halfway through the album when I decided to change my name. But I think it's because of the, what I was writing, because of the music that we were recording, that this all came to be. Because I felt like, you know, like you said, being on stage is like therapy. Well, so, you know, music is, that's what music is, is it's fucking, it's therapy, it's magic, it's potion, it's life changing, it's life altering. And that's what happened with my album. And, um, you know, because of social media and because, you know, you're, uh, you live a life in the public every single day, there was already like a shift in, you know, me as a person, what I was putting out into the world daily. And so I felt like the evolution of me changing, I, I, I felt like I was already bringing fans along with that, like mind, mind state and like that, um, musical evolution. And so I don't think it was so much of a, of a, a shock, maybe the name was, but I don't, but I, I have, you know, it's not like I, I woke up one day and I was like, I'm going to try this personality on. And I was all of a sudden, almost like a realization. Yeah. It wasn't like I put on a new personality suit and then all of a sudden I was like, I'm, I'm going to be this person today. It was, I'm still myself. I'm still me. And so it's not like, um, you know, fans are losing. I think they're gaining more than anything that they've potentially lost. Um, 
And yeah, you know, like that's why this is why I did the whole 12 week transformation uh, campaign that I did on social media, because I really wanted to include fans. I wanted to make them feel like they were they were part of it, which they are and part of the experience. And I wanted them to also feel like they could, you know, blossom and, and, and transform and become, you know, the best versions of themselves. And um, yeah, I think, I mean, for me, Lilith Czar and this whole um, new world that I'm putting together, I mean, it's, it's, it's bigger than anything Juliet Sims ever was and more important than anything that I, I feel she I talk about her like she's <laughs> like I have her like hanging in the back closet yeah. or something. <laughs> it's like those um, uh the 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 dry cleaner thing and they push the button and it goes through this huge like thing goes around the corner and stuff. And come. There she is. <laughs> she, 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 she's just gliding on by. Four thirty seven. Anyways, that's a long-winded way of answering your question. But yeah, I think that I'm experiencing um, a really, really great positive response to the whole thing. Well, fans take uh, things personally, right? They they get attached to our our music more than we do. Because, you know, people always will ask me, and probably you as well, you know, when you write a song, you know, what do you continue to listen to it after it's recorded? Well, you know, and, and I, personally, I'm like, no, I never listen to it ever again. Like once, once we record the songs, that's, it's done. It's out of me. <clears throat> and now it's the fans and then they can now interpret it. So they take everything very personally yeah. because the song now means so much to them. It's about their father. It's about their, you know, a uh, boyfriend or, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's tough when you do something because they are going to have a immediate knee jerk reaction to something, mm-hmm. but it's tough to explain to fans that, you know, I was trying to tell the band, like when we started in like our basement, we had no fans. We did everything for ourselves. Everything was, whatever. Yeah. we were like, that was awesome. What was, what'd you do there? Do that again. Because that was awesome. And, you know, and then when you get signed and you have songs on the radio, then everything changes and everything is about like, well, we can't do that because the fans, you know, they seem to really gravitate toward, can, can you do another bad girlfriend? You're like, well, I guess we could try to write something like that. So what you're doing really is 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 just a natural process because you're doing what you want to do and it's going to work because it's what you want to do. That's I'm so yeah. guilty of it as a music fan myself as a young kid especially I think uh cuz I you know there's there's stamps in moments in time for you you know like Stone Temple Pilots core album is my most perfect example because like I can remember the, like in my how I felt when I was listening to those songs for the first time and yeah. where I was, and it was like when they moved on and their style changed. And I mean, even Purple is like one of my favorite records of all time. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I I was like, no, this is my memory. Like this is so important to me. Mm-hmm. I can't face the change. Uh, and so it's like it, having gone through it kind of from the other side. I almost see like where fans you know, they have this imprint of some, whatever it was that made them a fan of you, it, it stuck with them. And so anything, anytime something changes, it's like, it almost like tickles that part of them that wants nostalgia. It, it wants that they just yeah. want to be reminded of that time, yeah. that time. And I, I want that too. I think about, mm-hmm. you know, me and my buddies listening to music, some of my best times. So I get it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, once you, it's it's ownership you know once you write a song and you put it out it is no longer yours that's the biggest compliment too i mean when fans have an emotional reaction to something that's a huge compliment because they're Uh, attached to it right yeah i mean that's i mean isn't it why we do it (laughs) sure we sure we do it for ourselves but we want we want people to love it as much as we did at the time we were writing it trying to think about hometown shows today uh just when I was driving around, I was thinking about how people always, you know, your your hometown shows are the people you, you play in front of your friends, your family, the pe- people that know you kind of the most intimately. For me, they're always the hardest because I always feel worst. like when I get on stage, <laughs> like I just want to be the my truest self and just let everything else go. And the people that know me, 
They're like, yeah. what the hell were you doing up there? I'm like, yeah, they know that, you since you were that's a kid. That's who I really am, dude. Don't judge me <laughs> it's now. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't actually even think they want to judge me but or are judging me. But I there's this impression that I have myself. Like, these people just know me this way. Like, it's so weird yeah. for them to see me in this light. So I have the, this dread about home shows. <laughs> I don't there, know why I'm I mean, thinking about that. Well, no, it's so true, though. Like my sister, who's very close um, in age to me, she's my, my best friend. And she will, you know, she'll come if I have like her and some friends and family at a show. She, she every single time, no fail after after my set, she'll be like. Sweet stage voice, dude. Like, you know, like, like what's it going on, guys? And you've got yeah. that voice. <laughs> and it's like your friends and family are going to be like, you're a dork. <laughs> yeah siblings you know, are so like, good for that siblings are so good for just like really knocking you off your pedestal anytime you feel like you're you think just you're really, special, really grounding like, you oh, they're so good at that right i love it that's why i had to have two kids i was like i can't have one i need these kids need somebody to keep them honest yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> you need an you need one to humble the other i have too yeah. many i have uh two brothers and a sister and we all just royal rumble well i have a brother and a sister, and I'm the middle child. So, oh yeah, yeah. What is that? Is Dave? You're the middle child too, right? I'm the middle. I'm the second of four, but I'm the middle of the three brothers. And my sister's the youngest of the four. Were you I, Were you picked on by all of them I, a lot? I definitely understand the middle child life. I I couldn't figure it out. Like I was trying to figure out the balance, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go tell on my brother because he did this, and then my dad would be like you know, you don't have to tell on, you don't have to tattle on your brothers. I'm like, man, I can't win. What am I supposed to be doing here? Where's my, where is my place in this setup? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I, um, I had, I had it from both ends. My, my sister yeah. and my brother, just whether it was, Oh, let's pick Juliet up and throw her over the balcony or, <laughs> yeah. you know, Oh my God. <laughs> we lived in an apartment. We live in the 10th story. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We had this balcony in our living room. That, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it really wasn't that far of a jump. And we had um, like a big giant long couch right. um, underneath it. And we used to. Sounds like fun. We used to run up the stairs, climb over the balcony and, and jump off onto the couch. And then one day that ended when my dad tried to do it and he broke the couch. So That's amazing. <laughs> that uh -huh. over, yeah. yeah. Kids, what do you think you're doing? My turn. Oh yeah. My dad yeah, was it. one of the kids. He was, yeah. He was the, I actually feel the my most sorry for my sister. My sister, I think had it the worst, the youngest of three brothers. I mean, she just wanted to hang out and play with us. We used to, we invented this thing called the red blood eye. And it was like, if we were trying to play downstairs <laughs> and she wanted to come down, we'd be like, here comes the red blood eye. I'm telling you. And she would run screaming upstairs and we'd be like, high oh and I know. And now I'm like, man, hey, Ange, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> Angie. Is that her name? Angie is my sister's name. Yeah. My sister's name is Ange. Angie. Look at that. Wow. That's crazy. Caroline. My wow. sister's name is Ange, too. No, you're lying. You yeah. are lying. Yes. <laughs> my brother's name is Tommy. What's your brother's name? I got a brother named Peter and a brother named Jesse. Wow. So no Tommies. So close. So close to being secret siblings. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that, uh, you know, my younger brother just got like the, the free ride, the easy ride. I mean, he was like graffitiing on the school wall. And then he and I'd be like, what? How is he alive? You guys didn't murder him for that? <laughs> I, I, and, and I he, just like, I lived in fear. Like I was, if I did something wrong, I would just be, it'd be the end of my life. But that wasn't the case, I guess. I just was yeah. my, own, my own personality. I was the youngest. So I get it. I definitely, You're the baby. Yeah, yeah. I can look back now. And I'm a full mama's boy too. Mm -hmm. Full on mama's boy. I, I mean, aren't most boys, my husband is, the biggest mama's boy. I mean, I get it though, because my mother-in-law is amazing and I love her to death. So it makes sense. But I, boys and their moms. Something. I don't know. My is brother's it, a mama's boy. Daughters and daughters and mothers too. There's always a, a little bit. I've seen that with a lot of competitiveness or something. I don't know what it is, but. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. The, and I, your father's daughter's fathers can do no wrong. 
Right? The dad's yeah. Around. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I am very fortunate in that, in that aspect where my parents are like, I'm very close with both of them. There was a period, I think in my late teens and like early twenties where I was like, I'm going to do everything that will make my mom's head spin off her neck and go flying into the sky. Yep. You know, that. there was a, there was a, a period of my life where I, I, uh, um, you know, me and my mom, we're like this, but now we're, you know, close as ever. Right. So yeah, my yeah. parents were pretty, pretty hip to, you know, like uh, I remember my 19th day, I went and got a tattoo. I went and got it by myself because I didn't want anybody to watch me cry. I didn't know if I was going <laughs> to cry or not, you know, but I went and got a tattoo and I remember going home and just being like, oh, I'm 19. I can just like, I'm, I'm taking my shirt off. I'm walking in with no shirt on here. My grandparents wow. were there and, and everybody was like, what have you done? And I'm like, Whatever the hell I want to do now. <laughs> Anything you went in your this? room and slammed the door. <laughs> yeah. Let's see that tattoo, Dave. That's all. Uh, Dave, let's see that first, tattoo. Wait, yeah, what I don't was go your first tattoo? I don't go wandering around with my shirt off as much as I used to. <laughs> uh, I got, you know, I was a big, I'm a, I'm a huge Alice in Chains fan. Alice in Chains is my favorite band. Uh, so, as soon as I, I turned uh, 19, I got the Alice in Chains sun, like right on my stomach, the the sun from the Dirt album. And that was right, my first right tattoo I remember. Button. Nah, I got it above my belly button. I decided against <laughs> the uh, uh, enclosing the belly button. Here's a little, here's a, a tidbit as I have an uh, Audi. So, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to draw attention to the Audi. You, you know, <laughs> leave the Audi alone. <laughs> oh so, my God. That's so funny you bring up Alice in Chains, though. I um, it, uh, Man in the Box is on my list of covers to do. We're we're planning a bunch of live streams and stuff. So oh, that's band awesome. Us on. Yeah, uh, you would kill it. I think you got a great voice uh, for that. I love uh, you got this natural edge in your voice that I think would sound awesome for Man in the Box. Ty's Thank you. Gonna, Thank you. Ty's gonna try. I know gonna start it playing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no jams on our on our in, podcast. In, Imagine like, okay, yeah, let's go. Lilith. I'm glad that there's not, you know, because like, who wants to listen to people jam? People jamming makes me. I I am a musician and I hate it. I don't know what to say. We've, we <laughs> tour. Sorry. We tour so much and then we go out after, right? You go to the bar and there's. We're not the band that wants to go out to the bar, to the bar and like take over the house band. <laughs> we are not that band. We're the opposite. Yeah. We we're like, no, I don't know how to play. I forget. And, and we've toured with those bands where we go out and they are like, they, they're like hijack the, the cover band's gear so they can play like their current single. And I'm like, that's right. What are they oh yeah. God, I know that. I know that band. We're in the that audience. Know them, right? Yeah. yeah. You like, know them. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, guys. Tyler, get up here. It's just a bad girlfriend. I'm like, no, it's good, man. I'm good. Oh God. And then I'm looking for the exit. Right. I'm like, Oh God. You're like, time to Houdini. I don't have my in-ears. Ah, I don't have my in-ears. Uh, uh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot the words. I don't know. Yeah. Our monitor is our monitor guy here. I can't yeah. do it. There. Yeah. Um, no. Oh, mm, wrong mixing console. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I'm even like that with, I'm even like that with like karaoke. Like I don't, uh, yeah. I don't want to do it. Like if I, if I, I, I've gone back home before and I don't know what it is with Floridians and karaoke, but every time I go out, they're like, let's go to karaoke. And I'm down to like judge you. Yeah. I don't want to get, I'm not, I'm not, no, no. Right. Uh, well, what do you do? Like, the karaoke is, is, do you do, do you go up there and then you, you uh, you're going to do like an Adele or do no, you go I'm not going to go up there. Yeah. No, it's not going to, or if you, like, if I did, I would go up there and like sweet Caroline. I do something like just so it is totally a spook. I'm not going to go up. <laughs> what I should do. Yeah. I should just go up there and completely sing off key. Just psych everybody out. Well, that's me. My it. dad, my dad sabotaged me. Cause, uh, on one of the birthdays, <laughs> he, he was having karaoke, uh, party and it was, he was the karaoke king. I, was, I think he turned 50 and I was turning 21. His birthday is the day before mine. And he put my name in, and for Black Dog, Led Zeppelin. And I was like, oh, God, are you fucking kidding me, Dad? Led Zeppelin? And That's I did kind of evil. I did not do it well. <laughs> I did not do it justice. Well, I don't but think I anybody can do Robert Plant justice. I mean, no. come on. Not, yeah, I, I don't think Robert Plant even wants to do Black Dog anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what does, no. Oh, That's man. Crazy. Well, I uh, thought. Oh, sorry. I was going to say we uh, we've had you on here for so long. We don't want to uh, take up your whole day. 
But you, monopolize you know, you, my 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 time. I don't, it's all good, man. I, I'm enjoying speaking with you. No, it's fun. We try great. to have fun here. Yeah, yeah. The reason we're doing this is to have fun. Yeah, I, I, we said this before. Like, I don't really consider either one of us like the interview types, but uh, we can really converse about pretty much anything. We almost called our show tangents because we really can't even you just stay go on off on tangents. Topic. Yeah, that's, I'm that's my that's that's how I live my life is tangents. So I can I'm I'm. I fit right in with you guys. You can relate. Yeah, 100%. You just, you just go off and you're talking, and then all of a sudden you go, what? What was I have to. What were we talking about? In interviews all the time, I have to be like, wait, what was your question? I like, I, I will, I'll start answering their question, but then halfway through my answer, I decide, no, this is what I want to talk about. So then I go, I take like a hard right. That's good. Yeah, and tangents. The, and yeah, and then I forget how to finish my thought because I didn't. I do it. I, <laughs> I don't, my most I common, free, frequently said phrase now is, I don't really know where I was going with that. What, what were we talking about? I say yeah. that all the time, <laughs> every day. I don't really Dude, remember where me, I was going with that. <laughs> Dude, you want to hear this? Is a, me and Joe, our drummer, we did an interview recently. It was, it was, well, it wouldn't have been last year. It was, I think we were overseas. That's recent. Hey, we were overseas, and this is gross. So anyways, we were doing the interview, and it was in the dressing room. I think it was in Europe. And, uh, and we noticed the guy interviewing us. I noticed he had, like a, he had like a bat in the cave. and He had like a you know, booger in his nose, and it was like moving yeah. when he was breathing. And oh, so no. I was like, like oh, my God. flapping in the nose wind. And we were like in this booth, so it was like he was sitting in between me and Joe. And I'm like, what if Joe can see this too? And so we were doing the interview and I was like, uh, and I just kept staring at it the whole interview. And then we got to the end of the interview and I look and I go, hey man, thanks. I look and it's gone. And I'm like, no, where is it? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? <laughs> and the guy laughed and I go to Joe. I'm like, did you see? He's like, yep, I saw it. I'm like, it, it was gone. It was gone at the end. He's like, yep. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm freaking That's, out. Kind of freaking out right now. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you guys? Are you guys the type of friends that tell your friends when they have boogers? I, yeah. I was just thinking this. I'm. I'm not even that. I'm not. I will tell a perfect stranger that. I. I can't mm-hmm. believe you guys let this guy have that thing hanging out his nose the whole interview. I think you should. I, yeah. I, honestly, I'd have been like, "Can we Thank get this guy tissue me. before we get rolling here? Let's uh, get this guy a tissue because he 100%. has got something coming out." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would want to be told by a perfect stranger if I have something in my teeth. A hundred percent. If my breath is bad or if I have a booger hanging out of my schnoggin, yeah, I would appreciate it. I would appreciate it. Yeah. That's a favor. Then I'm not, it is. It's embarrassing. I don't know where you're going in your life. I don't know who you are, but you have a big piece of pepper in your teeth. So before you get yeah. there, deal with that. All right. Did you yes. have a romaine salad recently? <laughs> <laughs> you have a oh, head yeah. of romaine sticking yeah. out of your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That's Jim Carrey. <laughs> so where do you go for here we got you got touring lined up what's uh you got summer stuff i mean stuff starting to come together the album's again, out right? in days yeah the album it comes Hours. out um yeah i mean it feels like it's it, it'll be friday before we know it next friday uh april 23rd um yes lots planned i just you know we're we're uh Obviously, like the rest of us, we're waiting for it to be, you know, touring to be officially back and open again. But, um, you know, I'm being submitted for many tours right now. We definitely have live streams planned. We have some tours booked already for 2022. So that's a for sure thing. Um, But yeah, just like, you know, just like all of us, we're kind of like, you know, waiting to see. The music machine. The music yeah, when the, coming back. yeah, but it's gonna, you know, yeah. what one way or another, um, you know, when when it is back, I'll be on the road. Um, but uh, yeah, for the time being, you know, you do what you can. Live streams, you stay connected with uh, fans on social media. We have a a cool uh, sort of campaign that we're going to be starting tomorrow to push the album. And uh, oh yeah, I'm doing a. I don't know when this is going up, but I am doing a live stream with Live Nation on April 28th. I don't know if this will oh, yeah. be. This will be it up will. before then, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, well, it's going to be on their Instagram. So. 
Very Click cool. on buy. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear the rest of the album. I'm excited to uh, to hear what else there is on there and what other songs are going to get stuck in my head. Oh well, uh, I um, I'm very looking forward to putting it out, and I hope that you like it. Hundred <laughs> percent. I think I will. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lilith, for being on our show. Can't thank Thanks, you guys. enough. You and, guys are uh, great. Keep an eye out for the brand new record in just a few days. Awesome, yes. guys. Thank. You got it. Created from filth and dust, Lilazar. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll see you soon. Thank you, boys. Thank you so much. See you soon. Bye. Right, bye. Man, awesome. Yep. So much fun. I just, I just like, like love reminiscing. Yeah, I love hearing stories. I, <clears throat> I think for us, too, it's like uh, us getting on here and the parallels mm-hmm. makes our day. You know, even if it's something as stupid as uh f- knowing that other people what yeah. other people nice. are are depressed and go have anxiety about not working too i um i follow this guy on Some comfort in it, that yeah there's comfort it's it's <laughs> misery loves company right it's so silly but it's like if you if you're like hung over and then you call your friend you're like oh dude i'm so hung over it's like me too you're like you are too oh my god you feel better it's so <laughs> yeah. stupid but it's true I follow this guy, Ethan. I think his name is Ethan Supley. Supley. He's the guy that was on American History X. He's a bunch of TV shows. He's a really, really huge guy. Okay. That was on. My name is Earl. Yep. I think that's I his name. He lost a ton of weight. And he's like super yep. jacked now. He's like a. He's like a. He's just a gym freak, and he's got a podcast. And he was doing an episode with the girl that was on. My name is Earl, the blonde girl. Can't remember mm-hmm. her name. I remember. And they literally discussed the exact same thing. They said, you know, creative people, when because they're kind of out of work with COVID and stuff too. They said, creative people like us. She says, when we don't have anything to do, we're literally sitting around. We panic. We freak out. Yeah. We get depressed. And he's like, "Yep." He's like, he talked about how sometimes he wakes up and he has bad days. You know, when sometimes he wakes up, maybe he just is just. Everything is dark and heavy. So it's like good to hear that other people are going through that too. And probably even our fans, like they may hear that and be like, well, you guys feel like that too. It's like, shit, yeah. I talk about like, I've said this term to myself a few times. Like I miss my people. I miss my people. And my people, like it, (laughs) it, it, it's literally describes like you guys, the band and the crew, but it also describes concert goers because that's who I was like, that's who I you know, my whole childhood, it was going to concerts with my buddies. We were watching to see who was coming to town, who, what shows could we get tickets for? And we were, and it was an event. Like we're going to this, those people, yeah. I, I, I know those people are starved for this again, because that's how they get their connection too. they go to the, and they go and surround themselves with people that love the same music. And so I, I know that uh, our people are out there. They're all feeling the same. We're all, yeah. we're all ready to connect, get back together and do a big group hug. Yeah, we should be, that should be what we should do. The group once we can group hug, we're going to group Okay. Hug. This side of the crowd separate. All right. Now this side yeah. separate. Now everybody on the count of 3. Count of three. Huge group hug. Everybody. One, big. One, two, three. Group hug. <laughs> <laughs> group hug. Can we seriously do that? I, I think show. so. How many shows have we been to where they've done the separate the crowd and, and then they yeah. can literally go to each other? Each other. Like, you can hear coconuts <laughs> crashing together, right? And you're like, oh my God, that's a lawsuit. Festival just flew 30 feet in the air. Yeah. And you see these like hurricanes started from all the mosh pits and stuff. We're in theory, demigods on stage. We're like, we're, that's, uh, can that be my shtick? Can I do that? At the next rock <laughs> festival we do, group hug. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, to wrap this up yeah i was just bringing up uh lilith czar um check her out on instagram at lilith czar c-z-a-r she's got a facebook same thing lilith czar she's got tiktok twitter it's all just at lilith c-z-a-r check her out uh her new album is coming out in like two days or something like that april 23rd yeah go check it out yeah the songs are great she's her voice is uh 
it's awesome. I really, yeah. really enjoy her listening to her voice. For me, yeah, I'm excited first to hear the rest of the album. I, I think it's going to be a really great album. Just, just judged on the first two tracks, and the, you know, sometimes when you have that much time to kind of like put the things together, it just feels like she really knows what she's doing and has it all set up. And it's, I'm excited to really see what what comes out here. It's going to be a good yeah. record. Best wishes, wishes to her. Good luck. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll see her on tour somewhere. See her at That'd festival. That'd be fun. That'd be it's fun. great doing this podcast. And you know, I'll see all these people live in person. We'll I get them back. Here. We'll get them back when we're on the road. And we'll actually get them back for like live. We'll do little live, uh, live band meetings. I'll be like, I'll go on tour. I'll be like, you look so familiar. Where have you seen you before? And they'll be like, on your podcast. I'm like, that's right. What was your name? And you're like, Tyler, <laughs> it's me, Dave. <laughs> yeah I'm the co-host bro Tyler it's Dave ah that's right nice to meet you Dave uh, awesome check out bandmeetingpodcast.com uh, we're on Instagram bandmeetingpodcast all at jazz and uh, I think that's about it thanks for listening and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon right Dave yeah I got a piece so let's wrap it up yeah we'll see of you course next time. well alright bye <laughs> We're gonna set the internet on fire!